and welcome to the Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey. And I'm your other host, Lauren. This is a podcast where we talk about what it looks like to flourish as we live out our purpose in the day-to-day. The mundane. The good. The bad. The ugly. And laughing while we do it. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's get started. Kelsey Jane. Hi, Lauren Elise. How you doing? I'm good. I've been feeling really tired lately. Girl, literally same. I woke up today. It was kind of rainy and dreary mm-hmm. outside. And I was like, I want to stay cuddled up and watch a movie today. Yeah. I have been struggling with migraines. I've been trying a new medication and I was really excited about it and super hopeful. And I just feel like my migraines have been worse. And I've been so tired that I like can hardly make it through the day. And so I told myself, I was like, you know what? I did a week with it. I'm going to do a week off of it because we're about to be on vacation. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've been dealing with migraines for like almost a decade now. So like I can handle the migraine. It's the being tired all the time where I just, I'm like, I literally can't make it to 930 and I'm a night owl. So like, it's just been like an alternate reality lately. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm going to take a break. Well, I'm just tired for no reason. (laughs) <laughs> you have a reason and I'm just tired. So well, there's that. What do you have coming up? Um, our team, Lena Rose's team is actually leaving for Honduras on Saturday and we're recording this on Thursday. So in uh, two days, I will be gone. <laughs> one, two. <laughs> one, I'm so two. glad that you can count, babe. <laughs> I was thinking one full day left and then I leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's going to be really exciting. I'm very excited. So, so by the time this airs, though, we'll be back and better than ever and it'll be so fun so i'm super Mm -hmm. excited but i also just got back from a vacation so i'm like mentally still preparing myself from that vacation i don't know if that makes sense but it's the post vacation post vacation getting ready for another one processing yeah even though Mm -hmm. hunters isn't really a vacation it's like it's a a fun time but it's not vacation you know what are you guys doing down there we are going with sparrow missions if you guys have ever heard of sparrow missions and they run a school down there um called sparrow academy and so we're going to be working with a lot of the teachers down there and doing a women's leadership stuff class that's awesome i'm very excited Honduras has such a special place in my heart that'll be really exciting and i'm super pumped for you guys you know what you we know like what to talk has about? A special place in our heart, scripture. <laughs> oh man, that's a beautiful segue, Kelsey. Gosh, I love it. Um, yeah, so we're talking about just the basics of reading the Bible today. Where to begin? If you are just like, I am really lost and this is overwhelming. And just me and Kelsey's personal favorites. And so with that, we're going to start off our love it or leave it today. And the love it or leave it. There it is, everybody. <laughs> Lauren's little jingle. Um, but we're not. We're going to a little spin off of it. Yeah, because we can't leave scripture. We can't leave scripture because all scripture is good scripture. And, <laughs> God, and breathed. God breathed. So um, we're going to do like our favorite go-to books mm-hmm. of the Bible. And then the ones that we're like more hesitant to go to because we may not really want to go read that one a lot. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> Such a <blunt> like <laughs> hey, everybody knows that you have your favorites and you have your ones that you you're have your go to's. And then the one where you're like, all right, Lord, I know that you say that this is good. And so I'm going but to sometimes read it. I just get a little bored, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's OK. It is. Hey, we're all about being real. Yeah. And everyone knows that sometimes it is. 
Well, it it just is harder. Let's just be honest. It's harder to make it through a genealogy than it is a narrative. It is, 100%. Just whether that's scripture or not. Like, I remember back in school, like, it was so much harder to read, like, the Iliad or the Odyssey or, like, Shakespeare or something that isn't, you know, it doesn't have the same cadence as normal speech and stuff like that. But, like, something where you're, like, reading a letter that somebody wrote, that feels a little bit more accessible and maybe takes a little less concentration and brain power and needing to like dive in and mm-hmm. study and but that doesn't make those other things less important no never and i would say that the same of course is of scripture so lauren lay it on me what is your goat what's your love it i love an exodus i love exodus i think it's so fun there's all the just so much happening mm-hmm. at one time we're gonna do a new testament i love good first corinthians as well a little letter per se gotta love the corinthians both of them mm-hmm. first and second i don't discriminate <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good Thank you. i love psalms it's your go-to you're it like is. i got a verse psalms <laughs> it is like we said it's important to read all of scripture so it's not okay to just camp out in psalms all the time for me like i can't that's not the only book of the bible so i need to read more but i really love psalms it's so encouraging and just there's something for every single kind of emotion so um and then i really love romans it yeah. is so real the romans romans 8 baby it's like paul was sitting in a coffee shop Right here in Mm -hmm. Lexington, Mm -hmm. writing to the church. I think so many times you hear people say, oh, the Bible's so outdated. Like, it it doesn't have any relevancy anymore. And then you read Romans 1 and you're like, hmm, okay. That that argument is not true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love love Romans. It's not necessarily feel good. It's not a light breeze. (laughs) It's not a breezy one. It's not one you're making it through without conviction. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. What are your like ones that you have to like practice discipline or like, I don't know what the word is. The one that I would prefer if someone was like, would you like to read this one or this one? I would choose the other one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It would be numbers. I, Mm. first of all, I don't like numbers. I don't like (laughs) actual numbers. So the name already throws me off. I think they could have been a little bit more creative and called it something different. Um, (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is and you know what I still love the bible and I can say that there it is numbers is one that I have to really force myself to get through you know what um that's how I feel about the genealogies I know that they're important in fact they they have so much importance in the validity and the reliability of scripture those can be found throughout the bible they just serve the purpose of like having the validity and the reliability of like these were actual people at actual times and it's traceable and showing you and who's so all related have huge to significance in in their purpose of being included in scripture and so it's like while my mind knows how important they are i want to skip over it because it's just like oh here's a bunch of names that i can't pronounce mm-hmm. and some examples of like where those are found are like genesis 4 and matthew 1 yeah. There's a ton of them. Like, And they randomly happen. You can yeah. never prepare yourself. Sometimes they're in the middle of a chapter. Sometimes it's yeah. like the whole thing. Um, and they all have purpose and importance. But you can find them throughout scripture. And uh, for me, they're just tempting to kind of skim through and just be like, okay, next. Yeah. But they do have importance. And God was very intentional to put those in there. Um, and then my other one would be Leviticus. It's, it's not my favorite. 
I don't like go back there every day. It's like, it's important. And there's so much that you can learn from it, but it's not like Lauren said, if I'm get, if you're like, do you want to read Leviticus or do you want to read Jonah? I'm okay. <laughs> I love Jonah. Jonah. I love Jonah. Jonah, but um, I love Jonah. That's another podcast. We could talk about Jonah for a long time. I could He's do. He's a cool prophet. Oh, I oh that yeah, I love Jonah. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about now the people at home listening. Think about what your favorites <laughs> and maybe home. ones that you are a little bit more challenged to read. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it is important for us as believers to read the Bible and to be engaged with it on a regular basis? I think that you could go on for hours with all the reasons. There's probably infinite reasons, but um, I would say that the number one reason is because it's it's a it tells us about God, who He is, um, and it's it's one congruent story, all about Jesus. Everything in the Bible points to Jesus. It's a story about God's love for us and what He did to rescue us, um, and so from Genesis. To Revelation, it's all about God and who He is and um, how He loves us. And then I would say that it helps, it's important because it helps us to know the truth. The Bible is the truth, it is the standard of truth. And that is great in so many ways. But one of the ways is that it helps us to combat the lies of the enemy. Um, and that is really important because scripture tells us that Satan is a liar and that we have an enemy the bible tells us who that enemy is it can be so easy to get confused as to who our enemy is when we're mad at somebody when somebody betrays us or something like that it can be really easy to say that they're the enemy or think that they're the enemy but the bible is very clear that the enemy is satan and i think that remembering that and being confronted with that truth is really really important not just once a year or not just on Sundays, but every day to remember that there is a truth and it's more easily accessible than ever before. I think that that is really important. And then it helps us grow in our faith and it helps us not to fall into temptation. Honestly, the Bible can seem very overwhelming though. Like a lot of us like set goals. Like I want to read X amount of books of the Bible by the end of this year or whatever. And like, it can feel really overwhelming sometimes. It's a big book. It's a big book. We need to kind of set the pace for ourselves in knowing that this is not just like a quick read. Um, And so there are so many things that we recommend doing when it's like you're trying to slowly retain Mm-hmm. This huge word that the Lord has given us, this huge truth. Kelsey and I were, when we were talking about this, we were like, what is the, where do we begin? The Gospels is a great place because this is where you get introduced to Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the person, his story. Um, and the Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those are the first four books of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of cool because it's all the same story, but they're told from different perspectives. So if you choose Matthew, you may see repetitive stories that you would see in Mark or Luke, but it's going to be told in a different way, in a different perspective, which I think is really cool. Um, and then another place that you we would recommend starting would be also in the beginning of the Old Testament, which would be Genesis and Exodus, which I told you was my favorite book of the Bible, one of my faves. Um, because this is like one soap opera. It like, is. Buckle mm, yeah, up. if you want a drama, to, baby, it's here you for got, you. You're about to get that tea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Genesis and Exodus kind of shows a lot of the background, like where did this all start? where did the sky come from? Like all of these things like is told in Genesis and Exodus and the original sin, like 
why are we sinners now because of Adam and Eve and all these different things. It is so apparent in Genesis Exodus, and it's actually really exciting to read. Um, and it may be a little overwhelming sometimes, but it is just uh, those are our two big mm-hmm. recommendations mm-hmm. for places to start. I just was thinking as you were talking about that, just like throughout the New Testament, it goes back to yes, and it hyperlinks, if you will, to Genesis. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of the Bible is often referred to in the New Testament because Paul, for instance, Mm -hmm. who wrote a lot of the New Testament, was very, very knowledgeable Mm -hmm. about Scripture. And his Scripture would have been those, you know, earlier works. And he often refers to them and teaches from that perspective. So if we're reading the New Testament, it's important to have that backstory. Mm -hmm. And that backstory points to the need for Jesus. Mm -hmm. We should all read the whole Bible in its entirety. But those are great starting points. And also a cool thing about the Old Testament is you can see so clearly where the story of Jesus is already being told in the Old Testament before he is even stepped foot on the earth yet. Mm -hmm. They're already talking about there is going to be a savior. And you see this parallels of his story in the Old Testament. It's just super cool. I'm a person that likes to walk through something like a Bible study or some type of like quiet time. It helps me organize my thoughts better. A great resource is the Bible study called Seamless by Angie Smith. And it is wonderful. You can buy it anywhere if you want to just have something to kind of guide you through the idea that the Bible is one congruent story. Yes. So is there a resource that you would like to recommend, Kelsey? I love the Bible Project. I have learned so much from them. They have so many resources. They have every book of the Bible. They have like a visual synopsis and summary. I find that the Bible Project to be a really helpful tool um, in that regard. And in addition, they also have a whole series called How to Read the Bible. And they have videos and a podcast. The podcast goes super in-depth. The videos are much shorter. Um, They give you like the visual representation. So if you're a visual learner, I highly recommend the videos. If you are like, I like to know every detail about everything, then the podcast could be a great thing. They just have a ton of resources for making the Bible accessible to all people. And all of it is free. That's amazing. Yeah. What was it like for you? I kind of think it can be really helpful when talking about the Bible, like reading the Bible growing in your faith it's all a journey like you, you just don't randomly get to the end <laughs> you know like I the finished. bible is a living and active word and so no matter how many times we pick it up there's always something there that the lord has for mm-hmm. us and so i kind of wanted to ask you like we've kind of talked about reading the bible is something that we need to incorporate mm-hmm. regularly so like what was your journey getting to that point where you did i think growing up in church i just like read the bible on sundays and then wednesday and then my youth pastor was like how many days did you read the bible raise your hand if you read seven days a week i was like mm, should i lie and say that i read five it was one of those things i love to read but in my mind it felt like a chore and i'm sure everyone has felt like that at some point especially as a middle school kid like that's just kind of how it was i didn't claim it a priority. Once I got into high school and really started taking my faith as my own and really starting to learn more about the Lord and like how he made me, I wanted to dive more into the Bible. Over the past, however, 13 years that that has been of me really like taking my faith in my own, it has been a journey. And like there have been times in my life, like I would go months without, it'd be a dry spell and I wouldn't read. And then there'd be times when I couldn't put it down. I say that because I know so many people listening have probably been through that exact season as well and it is super common and I don't want you to think that 
because you don't read the Bible or you haven't read the Bible every single day in the past, whatever, that you have failed. It is a journey and it is something that can be a battle for your time. I just know on days when I don't read the Bible, it's going to be harder for me to practice my patience. I didn't take that time out of my day to spend in-depth time in the Word. And it's one of those things where you obviously give yourself grace because one, we are not perfect, but it is something that you do have to make a habit of for yourself because if you do not set that, then you're ultimately going to keep on failing at it. You have to be practical. If you want to start reading three times a week, that is what's going to work. And then you set your time and you're doing it three times a week. You're like, okay, I'm going to do four times a week. I want to do it five times a week. I think that's how it is for anybody that's setting a goal for yourself. If you just go all in hundred percent and you fail, and you're like, oh, I didn't hit that seven days a week, then you're like, oh, I'm not good at it anymore or whatever. Um, so setting a realistic goal for yourself and for myself allowed me to set myself up for success because it felt rather achievable and something unattainable rather than something unattainable, which made me feel less motivated to do it. But yeah, like what you even said at the beginning, because the word is the truth, reading it every day can change your life. It really can. But it is a process and it is a journey for the rest of your life. So that's kind of where I'm at. And some days, like even to this day, like yesterday or two days ago, I only read it for about five minutes. And then this morning, I got to have a good 30 minute reading time and just like really diving in. It just depends on the day, you know? And I think that is also a cool thing about our journey with the word. I feel like the hardest part is sometimes admitting that I don't want to read it, yeah. that I'd rather read something else. And you know what? Sometimes I choose the wrong thing. Like, for example, this morning, I've been reading The Inheritance Games. Mm. Um, and it is so good. And it's intriguing. And so because I read it last night, my mind was like thinking about it this thinking morning. about it this morning. And what I should have done was get up and read scripture. But what I did instead was get ready while listening to The Inheritance Games. And I prioritized that over scripture. That's something I regularly struggle with. Mm -hmm. And I've been a Christian for as long as I can remember. Like, mm -hmm. I notice, though, when I do that, like you said, throughout the day, like, I'm more irritable. I'm less patient. I can see the difference in how I live my life and especially how I treat others. So when I lack that motivation and when I choose the wrong thing, I ask the Lord to help me to desire it more. God tells us to write it on our hearts, to meditate on it day and night. And so I ask him to help me do that. Mm -hmm. And when I don't desire to do that, I ask him to help me desire to do that. Because if he asks us to do it and to read it and to meditate on it, if we ask him for the motivation and the desire to do so, he's not going to say no to that because he already asked us to. And so... Once you get started, you enjoy it or you feel better or whatever it is. But it's the getting up and doing it that is the hardest part, for me at least. Mm -hmm. And then it's important to invite others into that and to say to someone close to you in your life, I read the inheritance game again instead of reading scripture this morning. And then Lauren could ask me about it and be like, okay, like, did you, how have you been with reading scripture this week? And it's like that vulnerability of inviting other people in to our weakness. And um, God doesn't ask us to do all of this on our own. Oftentimes, we, we, Lauren and I have talked about multiple podcasts now, how we both struggle with comparison. Am I right? Mm, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Do you ever compare your quiet time to other people? All the time. You know why? 
It's because we live in a world with social media. I think as a society, we all fall in comparison. And I mm-hmm. think, um, especially as believers, that is something, for some reason, I feel like women, that is something that we just compare a lot of. Mm-hmm. I don't find, I've never, if there's men that compare their quiet times, I've just never heard of it. Um, but <laughs> I think that like, um, I just expect, I set these expectations of what my quiet time should look like, you know, and like, I have to do it in the morning and it has to be sitting on the couch, drinking my cup of coffee. And if it doesn't look like that, then I'm not reading the Bible at all because it's ruined, it's ruined my morning because I don't have exactly what I pictured in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like you were saying, like sometimes it should be like, I could just put in my podcast and have my Bible being read or not my podcast the bible app and have it being read to me while I do brush my teeth and I you know get ready like that's how easy it is and that's how I should be but then I compare I'm like I'm not journaling for 20 minutes about you Mm -hmm. know what which everyone's looks different like um people some people on our staff they I am awful at putting my feelings into words I cannot journal and write for my life like it's my least favorite thing to do some people on our staff love to do that when after they've you know done their quiet time and that's just not me and I have to be like you know what I would love to be like that but that's just not Mm -hmm. I can't be like that do you find yourself comparing quiet times oh yeah yeah I um I compare myself not even just to other people but also to like my ideal version of myself oh yeah like I know that I learn best when I sit there and study when I'm circling words in the bible when I'm looking up like the greek for that word like I value other languages. I value learning language in their context because I spent so much time mm-hmm. studying it. And I know the importance of it and how much it helps me to learn in the context where it is. And I, I really value that. But I can't always in this season start my day yeah. with the word of God. So like I'll justify it and be like, well, I can always do it later. I could just do it later. But the problem with later is I may not get back to it. Mm-hmm. And so... For this season, it could be better for me rather than doing my ideal thing and perfect Kelsey or like Mm -hmm. better Kelsey does it in the morning. But right now, it may be more consistent if I did it right after Silas went to bed because that is so much more predictable. And there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes I'm like, well, if I don't do it in the morning, it's just a wash. Yeah. And I can get myself into like Mm -hmm. thoughts like that. So Lauren, in light of that, like, you know, we how important the bible is like what are some tips that you have for helping people read the bible um there is so many things that i could recommend i think one of the big things that helped me in my walk of reading the bible um is putting yourself in a bible study getting a group of women together and or whether it's a small group at church whatever that looks like and learning from someone or learning from a group of people um in a bible study setting i think it's always it's super encouraging to already read the Bible with a group of fellow believers, but actually studying the Bible and learning what they maybe have taken from it. Like you could read a verse and you could take one thing from it and somebody else can take another and just learning off of each other, I think is super cool. Also, if you're looking for a Bible study, if you want to do a virtual one, or if you are in the Lexington, Kentucky area, Lena Roses does have um, Bible studies. If you are looking for something like that, um, that is something that we offer, which is really cool. And so many of us have loved um, our Bible studies and love getting to meet new women from all around. Um, another thing that you can do is um, kind of what you were saying, like having accountability with somebody and walking through scripture together with another person, maybe um, 
Um, another big thing is what we mentioned is allow yourself grace. Like this is not a, it is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And I think it's cheesy sometimes when people say that, but it is true. Like you are doing this for the long haul. Like you don't have to retain everything in one weekend. Like you could look at the same verse for the next 10 years and get something completely out of it, completely different out of it in 10 years from now. Um, so it's super, that is very encouraging to me when I say that because um, the Bible is what you said, alive and breathing. And so there's always something new and different that you can retain from it um, at different times of your life. Um, I think another big tip that I would recommend is know yourself in your season, kind of like what you mentioned, Kelsey, like knowing that right now, this time in your life, it's probably better for you to do a quiet time at home at night. And that is totally fine. And knowing how, what does your schedule look like on the day-to-day? If you're a mom of five and you are running from baseball practice to cheerleading practice to theater to dropping your kids off to school to swim practice and you have XYZ going on and then you have this thing at work, like know what work fits in your schedule and make sure you make time for the Bible in the schedule for your quiet time, whatever that looks like in your schedule and know yourself. Like maybe it's not a season where you're cracking up with the Bible for an hour and a half that is okay. The Lord just wants you to spend time with him. He doesn't say that you have to spend two hours a day with him reading the Bible or you are a failure. Like he has never said that. He just wants you to get to know him better. And so allow yourself grace and know your season. Um, Different seasons allow for different things. Um, Any tips you have, Kelsey? Yeah, I really love that. Like when you said about you could read the same passage for 10 years and it never loses its power in your mm-hmm. life. Um, God never runs out of power. He never runs out yeah. of significance. Like, he is always significant and powerful, and so is his word. Um, and I think no matter how many times we read something, we can always ask the Lord to open our eyes to see the truth that he has for us. So, like, inviting him into that process of, like, reading a passage as if you've never read it before. Like, we those of us who have grown up around Christianity or honestly, even if you haven't, you've probably heard of um, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would have eternal life. And I'm paraphrasing there, <laughs> probably multiple different versions because most of us just know that. Like I just, I've, I've heard that so many times. I can't even like remember a specific like translation of that Mm -hmm. verse because it's so inundated into like what I've been hearing for so long but that when we hear something we can become desensitized to it and so it's important for us to ask the Lord to help us see things with fresh eyes um so that we don't grow like I wanted to say dull I don't know that that's the right word but like don't grow numb Mm -hmm. to a passage that like John three sixteen, that is so foundational and important and we should never grow like numb to that truth mm-hmm. um, because it's what sets us free. And then read and study in a way that matches your learning style. If you are an auditory learner, do not shy away from listening to your Bible because so many other people read it like physically Mm -hmm. like some people really struggle to process things when they're like reading it and they lose track of it and they have to go back and reread the line again like if you were an auditory learner like there's great news like the bible was often read aloud like these letters from paul and peter Mm -hmm. and james that we now have in this physical copy so many people heard for the first time out loud so like 
if you're a studier and you got to know all the details, then maybe you do need to find a time and space where you can study it intensely. Um, like if you're a visual learner, those those videos like I talked about um, with the Bible Project, those might be really good in helping you retain some of those things. Or I've read my son, to my son the Jesus Storybook Bible. Lauren is also a huge fan of I'm that I'm a huge book. fan. I have no children. I would recommend anybody to read it. And it ha- it's illustrated. There's mm-hmm. also several other illustrated versions of the Bible. Like, don't hesitate to switch things up to match how God made you. As long as you're reading it and you're loving and spending time with him, it can look different from the person that's next mm-hmm. to you. But yeah, that's it. And if you're in a busy season, like Lauren said, there's lots of little um, tools out there. And some of them, like the first five Bible study app, a lot of people enjoy um, Pray the Word podcast by David Platt. He just, ta- he like reads a thing of scripture and then prays through it. It's a podcast. It, you can find it on any podcast platform. And then you can just read a passage or just one verse and write it on your mirror write it on a postcard and put it in your car wherever you see it like different seasons may call for different things so don't hesitate to switch things up Mm. well the bible is basically the key to knowing who the lord is and who our god is and how we can live a godly life and knowing what is true and what we can base um our beliefs and our knowledge and our lives on um, it's powerful and we cannot fall into the trap of letting it become just a book just sitting on a shelf and just sitting there for decoration or the one thing that you take to church on Sunday just to open up. Like it is the best tool that the Lord has given us to get to know him. So we want to encourage you guys to go home. Maybe you're in a slump right now and maybe you just feel stuck and we get it. We've both been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just want to encourage you guys to go home and maybe try a new way of learning the Bible. Try to study it a different way. Maybe there was a tip that one of us said in here that is like, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe I should listen to it in audio form or whatever. Um, So we hope that you guys learn something new or maybe it just encourages you to go home and start diving back into the word. Uh, We'll pray that you guys um, keep finding new ways to learn and fall in love with our Lord even more. Um, Kelsey, do you have anything else? You want to I say? Think you said it perfectly. Wonderful. Go forth and read. <laughs> Go forth and read, Go baby. And read. <laughs> Go back and read, I love baby. Historical fiction oh, on display. Well, well right. we love you guys, and we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Flourish Podcast with Kelsey Darnberg and Lauren Burgess. The Flourish Podcast is a production of Lane of Roses. To learn more, go to www.laneofroses.com. Three, two, one, yeah.